Hello, hello, and welcome to the next episode of The Fine Apple Show. On this episode, I was joined by Matt Riggs, whose brand is Fat to Fit. He has lost a phenomenal 13 stones, all naturally, all by himself, through hard work, dedication and commitment to a new lifestyle. We've covered a lot in this episode. Unfortunately, the introduction that we had recorded had been corrupted, um, which is why you're now hearing from me. But thankfully, the rest of the podcast is all absolutely perfect and fine. So I hope you guys really, really, really enjoy this episode. Thank you for all the questions you'd sent in for him to answer. Let's get on with the show. Calories, like people totally miss things out. And some some people are like, it's a scam. I'm like, well, no. There's other things that are scams. And yeah. we were talking about that a bit earlier um, in the car. We were like, mm, fad diets. Yeah, yeah. I mean, have did you try any before? Well, yeah, fad diets. I mean, I've tried, I think I've tried every diet, I think. But um, <laughs> I tried the one where, you, you know, you, I think it's called the 5-2 diet. Um, Is that five days on, two days off? Yeah. Right. Yeah, that one. Um, tried that one. I've tried the tried Weight Watchers diet um yeah. and i tried slimming world now i can't get my head around slimming world because <laughs> uh weight watchers i can uh, yeah weight watchers is still a yo-yo diet in my eye because you do yo-yo slimming world they they say you can eat as many carbs as you like that blows my mind and lose weight so yeah. you can eat a sack of spuds sorry but you can eat a sack of potatoes or <laughs> as much rice as you want and as much chicken as you as you want and you'll lose weight no you won't it's, I don't understand, like... I don't get it. Like, okay, so my auntie, um, this is going back 15 years now, she lost weight on Slimming World. And she's like, yeah, because you can have what you want. And I'm like, I don't understand. She said, yeah, back then they had Red Day and Green Day. Yeah, that's it, yeah. She's like, oh, but on a Green Day I can only have carbs. And I think for, I think it probably worked for her just because she's like, well, I'm full now, and she would stop. Mm, that's it. But a lot of people don't know when to stop and that's the yeah, whole I mean I problem. used to go to the Slimming World and you do get the people turn up that have not lost any weight and then you know they say well you know you, I don't know why the plan isn't working for you and when you find out that that Sheila's been eating <laughs> 16 roast potatoes on her <laughs> roast dinner with her whole chicken and she wonders why she's not lost any weight then you realize but you've got Shirley that's actually only eating because she thinks she's on a diet she's only eating four potatoes and a little bit of chicken she's lost weight then you realise that Slim World don't actually work. It's it's an absolute fad. I don't understand it. And Weight Watchers is very much the same. Weight Watchers is getting you in a calorie deficit without you knowing about it. Right. So, but when you stop doing Weight Watchers and you just think, oh, I've lost, you know, I've lost a few stone now. That's it. I only wanted to lose a couple of stone. You then balloon in size. I I lost four stone on Weight Watchers and I put on six. Seriously. Yeah, and Weight Watchers. I used to go. Me and my wife used to go, and you know it's just it doesn't work as soon as you stop it you you balloon up so i never tried weight watchers but my aunt and my mum dragged me to slimming world because that's what they did if they tried to do slimming world now which they did i think two three years ago they tried and it just didn't work for them again um but they dragged me there and my instant reaction was and no disrespect but the people who were telling me what i should and shouldn't be eating weren't exactly in the peak of physical health if you catch my drift and i thought well shouldn't you be practicing what you preach? Like, shouldn't you be the epitome of health? Yeah. But for me, I was like, well, if you're not doing what you're telling me to do, I don't want to know. Yeah, yeah. And then eventually, I, you know, I thought, right, well, I'm, they're paying for this. I might as well 
try. And I went super strict and I lost like 20 or 30 pounds. Yeah. Piled it back on the minute I stopped going. So I was like, oh, this is too, like, it's not a bit me. Yeah. I mean, and the fact that they charge you weekly to yeah. go to these meetings where they're all in the room and then they say, right, well, so how much have you lost? Oh, I've lost a pound. And they'll get up and clap. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you go back the next day and then they go, the same person lost a pound last week. She comes in, she goes, I put four pound on. Oh, you put four pound on? Why is that? Well, went out to a birthday party. And, you know, I just let my hair down, so I ate the whole birthday cake, and i done this. And then you think to yourself, and then they all start clapping anyway. Well, well don't give up. And then they start clapping again. You think, what is this all about? It's just an absolute fad, I tell you. I, I, I literally have done with those things. Yeah. I mean, I'm so glad now that I sort of See found my way, if you like, mm-hmm. as in knowing the right calories, how to eat properly. I've educated yeah. myself on how to eat properly and lose weight, but, but also enjoy myself, so... Yeah, because I think that's a huge part of it. Like, when you... I think I started enjoying myself more maybe about a year and a half in because I felt like now I deserve it. Yeah, yeah I don't know if that's the right mindset or not, like, each to their own. But for me, I was like, right, now I feel like I'm in a good place. Now I can afford to let my hair down once in a while. Yeah. But I think that might be an issue for people at the beginning. They're like, oh, well, I've had a really good three, four weeks. Now I can let my hair down. Well, no. I, I get a bit antsy about stuff like that. I'm yeah. like, well, no, you've only put four four weeks worth of graft in now. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> I mean, you could have like a, I'd say you could say, for instance, if you're on a, a, a healthy eating plan, a diet or stuff, and you want to say you want to have like a, call it a cheat meal, if you like, yeah. or, you know, a, a, an off-plan meal, whatever you want to call it. Whatever, yeah. But make sure it's just, you know, just you have that one, substitute one meal out. Don't substitute the whole day out. So, you know, don't get up in the morning and go, right, I'm having a cheat day because that's when it starts, you know, your whole work, week's work's gone down. Yeah. Get up in the morning, you've got a full English fry up, and then you're going to have a, you know, takeaway for lunch and then a takeaway for dinner and a bit of chocolate. And before you know it, you know, the whole work, week's worth of work is just... Gone down the pan. But if you just stick to that one meal, maybe you just change one meal out for, you know, a nice something nice to eat on a weekend or something mm. with family, then I don't see that being a problem. No, but and that's the thing. Like, I think for, for us, we can stop at that. But that's because we've had that amount of time to learn how to be disciplined again. Yeah, it's discipline. It's discipline. Because even with my clients, some of them, I'm really lucky with some of them. They're like, yep, I'm just going to, I'm going out tonight. So the rest of the week I've been really good. I've saved up calories. I'm going to, you know, limit myself. And then tonight I'm going to have a bit extra. Cool. But then some of them find it really difficult. They have that one evening off plan. Yeah. It takes a good two weeks to get them back in the rhythm That's of it. That's the thing. Well, discipline is what will make you or break you. In my eyes, I mean, discipline is what, discipline is what gets you up in the morning. Yeah. Discipline will get you out of bed. Discipline will get you in the gym. Discipline gets you to say, well, am I going to have that chocolate or am, I, or am I not? I mean, yesterday I was at my mum's for firework night and uh, I took my own food with me because I knew that every yeah. firework night, there would be marshmallows, they'd have an open fire, they'd have marshmallows going, chocolate. You know, my mum does all the jacket potatoes, all the cheese, bean, you know, all the traditional firework stuff, hot dogs and whatever. And I knew that I didn't want to... So I took my own mo- uh, food with me. I turned up, my mum was like, what are you doing? Like, I turned up with a little meal box. I had my meal in there, my vegetables. Everything that I know that I was, you know, I was happy eating. I still yeah. enjoyed myself. Um, but it's just discipline. Because, I, you know, I've, I'm actually doing a show in 20 weeks' time. So... For me, at the moment, I know that, you know, it's either make or break. You know, it's 20 weeks. It's a long way away. But in my eyes, mm. you know, I want to make You've sure I can be best up and best up and be when I get on the stage. So Yeah. 
Uh, talking about discipline, I feel like that is probably more important than motivation because everyone's like, oh, I've lost motivation or I need motivation. But the thing is, you're not always motivated. Like, mm. I know I'm not. There's mm. mornings where I'm like, oh, I really don't want to. And then something clicks and you remind yourself. Yeah. And you make yourself go. It's yeah. not always like, I think people assume that because we've lost this amount of weight and we've kept it off yeah. that we must be constantly motivated and always ready to go and i don't know about you but it's not always that way no no <laughs> i mean i think motivation is over over exaggerated yeah in, as in you don't just jump out of bed like no. motivated today you have to make yourself <laughs> get up and do it sometimes i mean for me it was obviously people might not know my story but basically my son uh, seven at the time and he came home from school one day and they'd been learning about the body at school. And um, he came up to me, dad, and he said, daddy, he said, he said um, we've been learning about the, the body at school and how the heart works. I was like, okay, that sounds good. He said, are you going to die? And I said, I said, pardon? He said, no, dad, are you going to die? I said, Harrison, why am I going to die? He said, because we've learned that the heart will struggle if you're, if you're fat. And he goes, and I'm, he goes, I think you're going to die. That and I, and I literally, yeah, it was. I, I, I remember making a joke of it to him. I said, no, daddy's big and strong. He's not going to die. And I remember going into my bedroom and literally like looking at myself in the mirror and I literally breaking down and I thought, what am I doing to myself? Literally, what am I doing? I'm like, you know, 27 stone. Mm. I can just about get up the stairs. I'm out of breath, you know, doing it, doing up my shoelace. I'm out of breath. And yeah, I'm a father figure to my children. What do they actually see? I thought, right, that's it. So um, we had actually had a football match the next day at my son's football five-a-side. And my friend was there who goes to the gym. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, his name's Matt as well. I said, Matt, I said, look, you're looking in good shape. He's like, oh, down the gym. I was like, any chance of coming with you? He's like, yeah, I'm going to get you in the gym. He said, come down with me on the Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And I goes, I'll introduce you. I said, which gym is it you go again? He said, it's Rip Gym in Basildon. And I went, oh, I can't go there. Straight away, I, I knew it was, it was, just, you know, to my, to me, it was like a, it was such a bodybuilding gym. I've heard stories about it and everything else. And he's like, no, it's fine. Just honestly, come with me Tuesday. So I spent, um, I spent all the day on the Monday at work thinking, how was I going to get out of going to the gym on Tuesday? Even though I'd said to myself, I need to do this and I looked at myself in the mirror and my mm-hmm. son had asked me if I was going to die and I had this light bulb, this light switch moment that I was going to do it. I was nervous and anxious about going to the gym. I knew I needed to do it and I had it in my mind I was going to do it but I, wanted to, I spent all day thinking of an excuse of how I was going to get out of going to mm-hmm. this gym. Anyway, Tuesday came around and I, I'd been on Google and I, well, none of the excuses was, <laughs> seemed good enough. So I decided like I'm going to do it. Anyway, I went on the Tuesday and I literally loved it. I was, I loved it. I actually loved it. The people were lovely, you know, everyone welcomed me in there, you know, and I was just cracking on. He was showing me some moves, some deadlifts, some like high, high impact movements to, he said, these moves are best for like shifting the weight to start with. And I literally just went the next day and the next day. And then I actually went 755 days straight. Um, and lost, I think I lost 11 stone in that, in that, in that seven hundred. Yeah. I know, when you said to me, I've been to the gym every single day, my mind was blown. I was like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. And that was all about to my surgery. So I literally went every day. And then obviously I had stressing out of after I had my surgery on the skin removed. <laughs> yeah. 
And then I've been every day since I've been allowed to go again. Because <laughs> I remember when we had that first conversation on the train, I was I, I was only five weeks post-op. I really shouldn't have even gone up to Manchester. <laughs> yeah, remember you booked up, you just like holding your, yeah. Yeah, I was like, this is a bumpy ride. Yeah, um, I remember that. But I remember saying, like, you know, you're not going to be able to go to the gym. Well, the minute I found out you used to go every day, I was like, this is going to be a struggle. Because it was a struggle for me. Yeah. I thought you are going to find it even worse. Yeah, no. I must admit, it was a struggle when I was... Because I think for the gym for me now is not only a case of um, going there for the health and the fitness side. It's actually mentally. Yeah. It's so good for your mental health. Um, if I'm feeling whatever motion if I'm feeling happy I like going to the gym yeah. if I feel sad I like going to the gym <laughs> if I feel a bit stressed I go to the gym um because you know you can get your anger out and a bit throw some heavy shit around and get some you know you feel a lot better when you come out you get those endorphins going it's the best, oh, best drug in the world absolutely um, it's, it's a natural drug it's just great <laughs> it's you, you actually feel so good that's the thing so when people say to me about motivation I do have the motivation obviously I can always go back to my son saying to me Daddy, yeah. you're going to die. But then also, I look at myself in the mirror and I think, what? who would I rather be? The person I was then or the person I am now? And mm-hmm. I know which person I would rather would pick any day of the week. So, you know, motivation does start to come on its own after you, you've got to start. You know what I mean? Once you start and you get your foot in the door and you start getting a routine and you stay consistent, consistency is the key, by the way, <laughs> you will then also, everything else will just fall into place. And then you'll wonder why you never did, um, you know, never did go. Yeah. Um, I know you went every single day. I remember I I got to 215 pounds and then for three months I didn't lose a single pound. And there, I had that moment where I looked in the mirror and I was like, I want to give, like, I just want to stop. What's the point? I'm nothing's happening. And I looked in the mirror. I was like, shit. You didn't look like that, you know, six months ago. Yeah, of course. Do you really want to do, like, undo six months' worth of work? And I thought, fuck that shit. <laughs> There's no, we can't go back. No. We have to keep going. And I'm like, I think everyone will probably at some point have that moment and you just yeah. have to push yourself. You, you have to do. remind yourself why. You definitely do have that brick wall moment where you hit a brick wall. Mm-hmm. And what I found is if you keep on smashing on the wall, you do finally break it down and you do get through it. Yeah. But it does sometimes take a while. I mean, I've had, I've plateaued out and stayed the same before when I was, you know, a few weeks, a month, where it stayed the same. And you think, what's the point? Like you say, you look where you have thought you've come in the journey and you think, well, that's the point. Look at me there and look at me now. Yeah. And you keep smashing on, like I say, you keep hitting that brick wall and you do, you will knock it down and you'll get through it. So it's all about staying consistent. And if you keep staying consistent, you definitely, the results will just follow without that. At what point did you think, right, now I've got to where I am, now is the right time to have like have excess skin removal surgery? Okay, so I think for me, it became, um, when I, I say, when I had lost the, at my peak of my weight, when I was at 13 stone 8, I thought, you know, I'd lost the 13 stone 2, I was at, my skin was actually getting sore. Oh, right. I was actually getting some sore on my loose skin, because like, where I was wearing my jeans and stuff, mm-hmm. it was actually rubbed. And it caused, I actually had blisters and uh, on my skin where it was tucked in my jeans. Because I used to tuck my skin in my jeans. Like, you tuck your shirt and I tuck my skin in. <laughs> um, which was yeah. like, no one could actually see it. And everyone would say, well, you don't need a skin mm-hmm. operation because yeah. you can't see it. But I'm not going to walk around the office naked. So you, that's why you don't see it. <laughs> it's tucked in my jeans. I can assure you it was tucked in my jeans. 
Um, so it would get sore because it would rub and everything else. And then people, you know, I knew then I was like, this needs to, this needs to go. And uh, I looked into it, into different surgeons. I looked into you know, the procedure, and then obviously bumped into you on the train, <laughs> and then questioned you about it, and uh, asked you all the normal questions that everyone asks: yeah. How much did you pay? And was it? Does it hurt? How was the pain level? And and I thought, I remember you saying to me that when you first woke up after having it done, you was like, you said to me, "Bloody hell, it's so painful!" And then I thought, right, do I really want this or what? He's like, do you think I was going to be able to walk again? And I was like, <laughs> right, okay, so this is really bad. But then you went, but then after a week, I did, it weren't too bad. It's like, okay, so maybe it ain't that bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do remember. And then I was like, okay, gave it a little bit more time, and then I started getting these blisters as well. And I was like, this skin's got to go. And then I did do some really good research into surgeons. And I didn't really, I wanted someone, at first, I was going to have um, a surgeon that was in Liverpool. Oh, okay. Um, because the price, the price up there is like £4,000. Oh, really? Damn. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I can see why that's yeah. an attractive. Yeah, Liverpool's like yeah. really cheap. Um, and the surgeon seemed really good. He'd been on some TV shows and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but then... I spoke to another friend who'd had it done in London and he said, Matt, don't go to Liverpool because you'll have to have three or four visits back to the hospital oh, yeah. and then you'll be travelling backwards and forwards and it costs you a fortune. So I was like, okay. So then I looked into, I thought, well, let's get one as close as possible rather than even London. I looked into Essex and I found um, Adam Sivakowski, which is based in Brentwood, mm-hmm. um, who operates out of Southend. So I was like, okay. So I contacted him and then um, had a first consultation. I knew that he was most probably the guy for me because he was so confident. And he, as soon as he saw my, you know, how far much work I'd done and my skin, he was like, he knew that he could do a good job with it. Yeah. He made me feel calm and stuff. And so, yeah, that's why I went with Adam. Um, and I'm chuffed I did, to be honest, because he, he done a really good job. So. Yeah. Um, so obviously life is, life changed post weight loss, but then did you find life change post skin loss? Because I did, but I don't know if you... I think maybe guys and girls have maybe a slightly different experience of that. Um, in, in what way? Is in... I Like, for me, I think pre-op, yeah, I think same to you, like, I would, I would tuck the skin into your... You tuck it in your jeans or your leggings or whatever. Yeah, no yeah. one can see it. No one thinks you need it. They're like, you're fine. You know, yeah. you're, you're a totally different person to when you were bigger. Confidence is through the roof. They're like, you know, what, what do you need it for? Yeah. But I found after I'd had it removed then I actually had what I would consider actual confidence because you don't have that niggling thing at the back of your head that that's there oh yeah yeah that's what you mean yeah I feel confident as in like swimming and stuff like that yeah because even though I'd lost the, the weight I still didn't I still not had the skin there so still I still was a bit un, you know weren't as confident with swimming and I always you know beforehand I'd always wear a t-shirt and I'd always have the excuse that I've got sensitive skin and my skin's got some sort of funny funny <laughs> texture some, yeah some very funny skin That's, conditions sometimes yeah, I, turn into, I turn into i turn into the grinch or something um so i'd always have a t-shirt on and then yeah after the, the, the skin removal what i don't you know when we went family holiday just recently i was you know i was first in the changing room first to the top off and yeah first getting in the pool <laughs> it makes such a huge difference yeah. i think people don't appreciate it they're like oh it's vanity i'm like it's really not it's no. really not vanity i don't think you can appreciate it until you've actually been there yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, it's uh, my fault. Yeah, my fault. I chose. <laughs> I chose to eat four takeaways a day for yeah. for years, 
Um, and I chose to drink a bottle of rum most evenings. That was my fault. I chose to, you know, put the weight on. But for me, food at the time was comfort. I used to, if I was happy, I'd eat. If I was sad, I'd eat. Mm. If I felt depressed, I'd eat. So... <laughs> It's just what you what you've reached to, isn't it? Just yeah, to make yeah. yourself feel a little bit better. So with you're saying obviously like now you can go to the pool and stuff, body conf like normal confidence in terms of personality, I think you get that throughout the weight loss, but body confidence is something a lot of people struggle with even post. Um and I know you're saying like, you know, you can go swimming now and you're like, yeah, ready to go. Um, is there anything else that you're like, mm? maybe at some point I might want to do this or that or that's it like you feel like you're done what surgery wise yeah um <laughs> well obviously it's one of those things where you I think when you start it's a bit like having a tattoo I think you sort of have one tattoo you go and have a little tattoo and then you end up covering them um, because like they're quite I'd say the tattoos are addictive I started off I had one little tattoo on my top of my arm and then within the year I'd had another four <laughs> because that was like um, obviously, if if money was no object, and, yeah, oh uh, yeah, money's like in 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 an ideal world, yeah, money's no object. Then obviously, we've all yeah. got. I mean, for me, my legs, um, like say my thighs, um, at top, I've got a hell of a lot of loose skin there, which you know, it's just like empty bags, <laughs> which is annoying. Um, I've just learned to sort of get used to it. Mm. So obviously, um, but yeah, if, if money was no object, then most people I would I would have that done. I'd have that removed but um i think the, the most important one for me was my skin and my stomach like lower stomach yeah um without a doubt the reason i ask is also because a lot of people still message um me as well as like a lot of the other girls who've had plastic surgery they're like oh do you ever think it's going to get to a point where you don't know when to say no and i think a lot of it does have to do with your plastic surgeon. Yeah. Because I know some people who have, like, you know, met with me and told me stories and they're like, oh, he didn't know when to stop. Like, just pushed it too far and they've had awful, awful, awful kind of consequences to that. And it goes back to what you were saying about you did your research. And that's the biggest thing I'll say to anyone. Like, you know, I will advocate, like, you'll advocate for Adam because he did an amazing job for you. Yeah. And I'll always, like, advocate for Mo because... I'm over the moon and if I ask for something he doesn't think I need or he's like mm, I don't know I'll, that's fine because not a lot of surgeons will say no to you because they're like well I'm making money off you if you want it why not yeah yeah um and I think like a lot of people need to really take that into consideration when they're picking their surgeon that oh yeah definitely yeah so it's you know you, I think you do find the surgeons out there for the money and mm. the surgeons out there that actually care yeah so, you know, it's a fine balance of actually, you know, am I doing this for the right reasons? Is it going to benefit me? Or is it a case it's going to benefit them? Because they <laughs> yeah. want to take the money from you. So yeah. it's all about, you know, making sure that you're doing it for the right reasons. And I'd also say you shouldn't rush into it. No. Um, I know a couple of people, not personally, but through Instagram, who are only like halfway through their weight loss journey. And they've obviously approached a surgeon and the surgeon said, yeah, no problem. And I'm it baffles me because yeah. I don't know about you, but I know when I went to see Mo, he was like, well, how much have you lost? How long have you sustained it for? Yeah. Cause same if you've not, same. yeah, exactly the same. So if you've not maintained it, I think any of the decent surgeons and the ones that I've, I've spoken to quite a few, and yeah. the, all of them are like, well, how long have you maintained it for? Cause if you've just got there, 
Yeah. We need to see. I mean, I think my surgeon actually said he wouldn't operate anyone with a BMI over 28. Yeah, same. Um, I know the BMI is, by the way, I don't agree oh, with the BMI. Absolutely. Don't want to get anyone started on that one. <laughs> I don't agree with it because I, at the moment I'm still classed as being overweight. overweight. Um, but what I mean is in that is he, he does flex the rules a little bit with that. He just wants to know how much you've lost, how long have you sustained it. And the fact that I had sustained it for a year, he was like, okay, this guy's not going to just, you know, burst out the seams with his stitches when he's, you know, yeah. once I've operated on him. Because um, that's what they don't want. You know, they don't want you to think you've had it removed. Now it's an excuse for you to go and smash your, you know, stuff your face yeah. before takeaways a day again. Like <laughs> um, that's what I've, and also, you know, it's just, I think it's good practice. You, you feel like they care about you as well. Oh, absolutely. Um, but talking about BMI, like you're obviously still classed as overweight, but I've put on weight not in terms of fat but i've muscle, got on yeah. muscle so what, yeah. and um i was like mo i've got surgery coming up i'm not as small as i was weight wise when i had the first surgery because i made sure i was like as lean as humanly possible which which they yeah. and i was like i'm still like i said i'm you know i'm wearing smaller clothes and i look smaller but i actually weigh more is that going to be an issue and he was like no but i know that you've built muscle and not fat and it's you know you've not gained weight in yeah. that sense it's fine don't worry about it and i think a lot of people panic thinking oh but if i start lifting weights i'm going to gain weight then i can't have surgery yeah and i'm like well that's not the case because i think i i'm generalizing but i think that guys don't really care about that aspect as much because obviously guys generally tend to lift weights and get Bigger, yeah. Yeah, yeah. whereas with women it's like oh i don't want to lift up a dumbbell i'm like why not <laughs> yeah you're not exactly you're not going to get you're not going to turn bodybuilders overnight by doing no. lifting some dumbbells about you're going to build some some nice you know lean muscle you know and you'll change your shape you know you'll look good yeah because um, i'm sure you know you you're doing a lot of weight training yeah you probably weigh a little bit more oh yeah i've, I've literally my lowest was i say my at my lowest weight i was 13 stone eight um but i say i was i looked i looked 13 stone eight i looked skinny i looked actually some of my photos i literally looked ill oh really yeah like as in I, my you know i don't look a good weight yeah if i'm honest from my frame um but now um after like weight training and like heavy strip training um i've got myself up to 15 stone okay but um i've actually dropped to i'm currently about 14 stone eight so i'm a stone heavier than what my lowest but is i'm in smaller clothes yeah i'm in smaller clothes and the only thing that's changed i've got a bigger chest bigger arm but my waist has gone in it's because yeah. of you know that's just you know it's it's it's, it's mad you really have to and also don't fret about scales either mm. because i know there's a lot of people that jump on the scales every day of the week and they're like you know but yesterday i was this way and now i weigh this way and i'm you haven't gained six pounds overnight, trust no. me. <laughs> you know, it's, it's impossible. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't even, I, to be honest with you, I don't even get on the scales. I never used to get on the scales um, until now. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get the stage show. Before, I mean, I think the last time I got on the scales was um, about seven, eight weeks ago. I literally not, try not to weigh myself at all. I yeah. normally go by my clothes. If my clothes feel good and I look good, then I'm happy. Um, definitely. Because I stopped weighing myself a while ago, and then because I knew surgery was coming up, I was like, right, let's get back into let's get back into it. And I knew my clothes were smaller, so I didn't really expect to see any changes. And then I got on the scale, and it said eleven stone. I'm like, I'm sorry, who now? Because <laughs> at my lowest, I was like ten. Yeah. I'm like shit, you put on a stone, and then I had to remind myself that 
you're you're wearing smaller jeans and smaller clothes than you were when you were a, when when you were ten stones. It's fine. You kind of have to. I mean, yeah, yeah, especially I think a lot of the women, you have to remind yourself it's not the be all and end all. The number is not the be all and end all. No. Um, and I went for a walk with one of my Instagram followers a week ago. I have zero sense of you know. It's fine. It's just an internet stranger. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I and she said you probably only weigh nine and a half stone. I was like, no, I weigh 11 stone, actually. She was like, I'm sorry, what? It's like, yeah. She's like, but you lift weights. I said, that's exactly why I probably weigh 11 stone, because I lift weights. But you don't look 11 stone. And then it was trying to explain. I was like, okay, if you've got a kilo of feathers yes, yeah. and you've got a kilo of bricks, they both weigh a kilo, right? She goes, yeah. I said, but the amount of space the bricks are going to take is a lot less than the feathers, right? Yeah. I said, well, the fat is the feathers and the muscle is the bricks. And she was like, shit. <laughs> that yeah. makes so much sense. I was like, that's it. Yeah. That's it's it. More, yeah, that's it. Well, that it's literally it is that simple that it's either a whole hand or a palm of your hand. That that's how much space it's taking. It just weighs the same. Doesn't no, it doesn't make any difference. No, definitely. It's definitely one of those things that no one realizes, and everyone gets upset. And you know, there's a few people I see on Instagram who's upset they got on scales and they you know they weighed a few pound more and yeah. But they're in the gym every day and they don't realize it. You do have, you know, women do have muscles too. You know, you, they do, you know, they're, they're exactly the same. I don't Without know. looking like She-Hulk. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. You don't have to. That's it. Don't. I mean, I know you, like women, like, you know, you, 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 you cycle and everything and you, you, your weight fluctuates a lot more than a, oh, a yeah. male does. Yeah. But, you know, you ain't going to put on the six pound overnight. No, it's impossible. you're not. <laughs> so you mentioned that obviously your training slightly changed and, you know, lost weight from your, um, lost inches from your waist, sorry. And you did say that you're going to start competing. Tell me a bit more about that. Yeah, so basically what the plan is now is to compete at the Pure Elite. Um, Pure Elite's the federation. Um, mm. And they do a category. Um, they do many categories. Um, but the one I'm looking at is transformation. So what they do is they basically they take your before story and your pictures and they put them up on the screens for your audience to see. And then you come out as you are now. Um, and then basically you're judged on your story, your transformation, and sort of, you know, your commitment to how you've changed. But obviously in that category, transformation, it's quite a big scope. So it's not just people that have lost weight. It's people that might have been anorexic and gained weight. Mm -hmm. It could be people that have had an illness, chronic illness, cancers, that sort of thing, that have, you know, recovered and then they've got themselves in shape. So it is a very challenging category. But it's something I, I, you know, I really want to do. I mean, who knows where it will lead to? Because once I've done transformation, and see what shape I get myself into in the next twenty weeks, um, if I'm in good, good shape, then you know, who, who knows? I might step out, of, you know, transformation and actually go for, a, I don't know, a, I don't know, physique or something. Yeah. You just got to give yourself a goal. I mean. The reason I'm doing this is because I want to keep setting goals because I don't want to get not get bored of it. I'm not getting bored of it. I just want to, I just want to, you know, aim for something. Yeah. So after I've done, I've already planned what I want to do after the show. So once the show's done, I want to have a little bit of an off, off, you know, a little bit of an off season, off season, if you like. Not not really long, but then I want to have a photo shoot. Yeah. So I want to go to higher out, like a, you know, they do these studio gyms, and I want to do a photo shoot. You know, it's just something else, on, you know, planned. So. But it will be exciting. That's on the second of April. Okay. And next year it's in Margate, Kent. And um, I'll be looking. Yeah. If, so if anyone's not following me, Mister Riggs One can check my uh, progress on that uh, on Instagram. So. 
So how did like how did that come about? Did someone approach you, or did you like actually oh, quite want to do this? How did that come about? Uh, so basically, the gym that I I train in, um, Rip Gym in Basildon, mm-hmm. they're very well known for their you know a lot of the comp, comp sorry a lot of people that go there they compete, mm-hmm. and I'm always seeing the guys in the posing room, and I thought oh you know that looks interesting, looks interesting, yeah. and I, I see people's bodies change in very short amounts of time, like. Um, people that you know they've lost the weight and then I see them get with a coach and then they've sort of got them in a good shape and then you know, once they put that you know that tan on it shows all the definition <laughs> on. they look amazing and I thought well it's quite good maybe they're saying is there, is there a category I could do and then when I see there was a transformation category I was like oh, this is the one for me I yeah want, you know I really want to see what this is all about this transformation um so yeah that's why I've, I've, I've actually you know, registered for it now more more on board um I'm just going to go and see what it's like. I mean, I would like to watch one before I compete in one, but sometimes, hey, you know, what you don't know is sometimes better, isn't it? Just yeah. to get up on the stage and do it. Yeah. That leads me on to, you said you go to like Rip Gym and you started off there and you still go there. Um, and it is like a bodybuilding gym. And yeah. I've got the same kind of thing when I go to Olympian Fitness. It's like, it's bodybuilders, people looking to really just focus on their craft and their graft and, you know, it's one of those gyms which nobody's looking at you, no one's talking about you, everyone's gone in with their own goal, their own purpose, they just get on with it. Yeah. And when you go there, you're like, yeah, I'm pumped to go do whatever it is I need to do. You're yeah. not worried about anything else, and I feel like that's what you've got with Ripped. Yeah, 100%. I mean, see, I think when I was, I think I was 17, I think, I tried to go to a gym. I tried to go to a gym, sounds like I... <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I went to a gym, and um, with all intentions of actually doing something with it, um, I felt like everyone was looking at me, yeah. and it was the vibe, the music was really quiet, um, and it just wasn't very good. And then I remember thinking, why do people go to the gym? It's awful. Mm. <laughs> it's such yeah. bad. And then, so when I went this time around, and they said, "Come to Rips," I was even more scared. I could have been, you know, I could have been more firm from the truth if I tried. How how amazing it was! The music walked in, and I thought I was in sort of like a nightclub. The music, the gar- old school garage tune banging. Um, <laughs> so loud uh and just the atmosphere no one was more people dancing like you know what in between sets and actually care about what you're doing everyone was just doing their workouts and you know everyone was everyone was like egging each other on to sort of become a better better person yeah you know know, do better each time and it's great yeah i think that's really important especially for anyone who's starting out or looking to start I feel like picking the gym that you're going to start or go to is so important because yeah. it can totally change your mindset. Like every time I move to a different gym or if I've moved for work or whatever, I go and test that gym out. People find that really weird if I say that. I don't know if you've ever done that. I suppose you haven't had to. No. But I had to like test different gyms. I'm like, nah, this is not my vibe. And I would leave. Yeah. Like, oh, you're not going to sign? No, I'm definitely not signing up here. <laughs> like, but yeah. I think it's really important to find somewhere where like the people have good energy because it won't be as intimidating that first step. Yeah, definitely. It's, it, you've got to find the right gym. I mean, it, also, if you're nervous about getting into a gym, I think if you just get your headphones on, yeah, and just get in your own zone. That's the international sign for do not talk to me. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Headphones on, get in your zone, you know, and just get it done. If you've got to get it done, get it done. Um, that was that's definitely what I'd say, you know. I mean, I've even done stages now where, because I normally talk to everyone, yeah. I don't talk forever, but people know that if I've got my hood up and I've got my headphones on, leave me alone, because yeah. I've obviously I've got a target to get to or there's something I need to 
you know, I'm trying to trying to do. So I think we can look quite unsociable. I know people have said to me, oh, um, you know, when you're training, you look really angry. I was like, it's just, it's, it's my face does that. I have zero control over it. I'm like, I'm really yeah. sorry. Yeah. Um, like you're more than welcome to talk to me between sets. But when I'm like, and I think, you know, most people that work out, like when you're working out, you're purely focused on that mind muscle connection. Like yeah, yeah. just get the work done. Then afterwards, have a chat. It's all good. Yeah, but course, during yeah, yeah. the moment, like, no. Yeah, no, it's a bit like, it's a bit like the boxers, you know, when they're in the ring, like you know, and then afterwards they shake each other's hands, you give each other a cuddle. Yeah. <laughs> there's like a few in the gym, they're like, you know, they're absolute savages when they're training, you wouldn't want to go up to them because you know, the noises they're making, but afterwards they're like, oh I'm my God. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, yeah, so it's all good fun. <laughs> so I just want to go back to that train journey, and um, I remember seeing your Instagram, and I was like, damn, I was totally blown away. And then I saw... Um, I can't. I think it was. It must have been after that, but you did like this video as well. Film. I think you filmed it oh, in the yeah, gym, yeah. right? And I was like, "This is wicked." How did that come about? So basically, I just. So basically, what it is, I've got a brand that I'm trying to get off the up and running, trying to motivate people, mm-hmm. um, like a motivational brand, Fat to Fit, and I wanted to put a video together that sort of showed the old me and the new me together, and to show people that you can, you know, you can actually change yourself. And you can do this. So basically, I just contacted this company, uh, Gainage, and uh, Gainage Media. Guy's lovely. Um, and I said, look, I want to do this video. Um, can you help me? He goes, yeah, we call that a motivational uh, video. And then he done like a voice of my voice over the top of it. And yeah, he come down to Rip Gym and we done a video and put it together. And it come up. Well, I've actually done a few since then as well. So they're really, they're really good because, you know, just a little bit of motivation you've got to motivate you know every little thing for yourself you go back over it and then you can see even now i've watched that video back i've watched like i said earlier i look back at old photos and when you think you're not making any progress you just go back to where you started yeah it's like that saying it or remember where you, you know, why you started oh for sure like there's you know we all there's uh, things happen in life all the time not everything is always going to be laid out perfectly and you do sometimes have to be like where did I come from? Why did I come from there? What, you know, what was my motivation back then to get me here? And it's just trying to remind yourself. Yeah. And obviously, when you you make this change, you I know you made you made your change because of what your son said to you, but it's changed your life. It's changed your family's life, and like it changes a lot of people around yeah, you. Yeah, of course. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, you got to think to yourself like, are you if you're that unfit that you can't do your shoelace up, you can't get upstairs. Yeah. You know. Walking is an issue. You don't want to. You can't walk nowhere. You can't go to the. You know, walk around the block or even just doing the smallest of tasks. You're absolutely knackered. Then surely that should be enough motivation to do something. I mean, it's just it is. I mean, I'm, I know I've been there, and I think to myself, maybe oh, yeah, I was in those shoes, and I didn't. I didn't do nothing about it then. But I don't know why I didn't. That's the thing. That's the thing. You need. To, that's why you need that trigger moment. Mm. You need to find that one thing that that sparks and triggers or whatever it is, whatever's not making you happy or whatever, or whatever it is, you need to find it. And I know it's easier said than done, but you know, I'm glad, I'm glad I did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, my life's been totally changed around, turned upside um, down. Someone, that reminds me that once I'd, like, I just hit my goal, and um, so this was last year at some point, and someone said, oh, don't you wish you'd done this like at least 10 years ago? And in that moment, I was like, yeah I actually really do wish I did it 10 years ago but the thought of that was quite upsetting because yeah. I, I felt like I'd wasted 10 years of my life yeah. and then I had to remind myself okay look 
you didn't do it 10 years ago. You can't do anything about that, but you've done it now. Yeah. Like, That's it, you've got to draw a line. Yeah, there, you have to. I think if you keep thinking about the what if and I should have done it then and, you know, I've lost all this time, yeah. you're just digging yourself a deeper hole, yeah. really. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to turn around and say I don't love food. I love food. I'm, yeah. I have still got, <laughs> we, we love food. I, I've still got a fat man's brain. Trust me. <laughs> I could... I could literally, with a flick of a switch, I could literally go and yeah. eat whatever. Literally, I love food. That's my problem. But it's just knowing, you know, how to sort of limit what you eat and what you don't eat. Yeah. That's I the... think I explained it to one of my friends. I was like, look, I mean, I don't have kids, so maybe the analogy is a bit ironic coming from me. But if your kid said, I want something, and you as your as the parent know that that's not right for them, you'll say no, right? Yeah, that's it. So I was like, well, why don't you just treat yourself like your child? Tell yourself no. Yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, I would say no. I said, well, exactly. So just <laughs> tell yourself no. <laughs> it sounds really simple when you yeah. say it out loud, but it's difficult. It's easy to say no to other people and difficult to say no to yourself. Yeah, no, it's it. People, yeah, it is amazing, isn't it? Like, like what people, what people go through to yeah. actually. I mean, I know that I used to. Like I said earlier, my actual daily diet on a regular was I'd get up in the morning. Well, drag myself out of bed. Yeah. Um, as if I wasn't phoning sick or being. Oh, really? Because I couldn't be bothered. Um, then I would um, go to the cafe or something like that, have a fry up, or it'd be a McDonald's breakfast drive-through, which would be like two large, two large meals, um, four extra hash browns. Um, then I'd get to work and I'd have um, go out for uh, McDonald's for lunchtime. Yeah, that'd be like double quarter pound of meals, two of those, cheeseburgers on the side, chicken nuggets, selects. Then <laughs> I'll go home and my wife would have cooked dinner, and I'd always make sure she'd done me loads of mash, and I'd love gravy dinner, so it'd be like two pies, loads of mash, veg, whatever, and I'd eat that, and then I'd get to about about nine o'clock and start drinking mm-hmm. my rum. And then by about 11 o'clock, I'm starving hungry again because I've been drinking yeah. and order a takeaway or get a kebab or something. And that'd be like a daily thing. And then you feed yourself out. You wonder why you get 27 <laughs> stone. <laughs> so, mad. That's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> I'm impressed. Crazy. <laughs> but do you think you could still eat like that, though? No, I, I don't eat think like you that. could. I really no. don't. Because I feel like. I was when I when it was birthday week. I was like, I'm gonna have a pizza, and I got all excited. I got through half the bloody thing. Yeah. I was part of me was disappointed. Yeah, well, actually, <laughs> you saying that we went out like last week for our anniversary, and we went to the West End to a show, and we love this place in London. It's called I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Meat Liquor. Uh huh. So they do like big burgers, fries, dirty fries. You know the chili dogs with the, all the cheese all on good it. Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> onion rings everything's like deep fried well we like these things they do called monkey fingers they're like battered like limbs of chicken and they're covered in franked hot sauce and they are lovely i love them anyway i ate them so quick when they turned up on the table that the rest of the afternoon and luckily enough i managed to get an evening i was ill i was so ill oh no my body just could not handle the fat intake of all the grease and all the oil i was so ill like I was, you know, I spent the whole afternoon in bed, and I didn't. I did. We messed up dinner. We couldn't go out for dinner because I couldn't oh, eat no. nothing. Um, all because I'd eaten this food. Sorry, I'm still not sure about that. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> That's <all> right. <laughs> that was brilliant. <laughs> Bloody Siri. 
yeah i think like our, our bodies have adapted to our new way of eating and the new kind of nutrition that we have um but it's not as simple as people think like when people are oh, you just eat chicken and salad and rice there, there is more like you yeah, do actually yeah. eat raw food it's but it, it, people just simplify it like oh you just drink coffee and live on chicken i mean no doubt i harp on about how much i love chicken it i love puts chicken. a smile on my face yeah. but that doesn't mean that's the only thing i have i prefer chicken over anything really yeah. I, the thing is you ain't got just this is the thing it ain't just dry chicken you can season your chicken yeah, yeah. i think people have this thing in their head you know they see bodybuilders just eat chicken salt, and rice. pepper chicken rice yeah. That's not. The, yeah. I'm not a bodybuilder. Yeah. Like I, I actually season You can, season eat, you my can food. put seasoning on your food. Just then don't coat it in sauce. You can use like the dry season, dry yeah. mix. I use it all the time, and prep my food. And or you can make loads of different things with chicken. Yeah. There's loads of things you can make with like you know mint. I actually love turkey now. Like, yeah. I thought I thought turkey was just for Christmas, Christmas but it's yeah. not. I have it nearly every day because um, it's actually a lot better for you than most meats. Like it's high in protein. It's got you know less fat, and I like I even make chilies with that now and you mm. know all that sort of thing but there's more to there was more to it than just having dry chicken dry out yeah, yeah dry everyone rice. thinks you just live a dry life and you're like no <laughs> so leading on from like talking about misconceptions people have about our food and our lifestyles and stuff this didn't really pop into my head until this week um obviously you've been in like men's health uk men's health us you've been in other publications um how accurate have you found those? Um, so men's health, um, men's health US and UK both were really good. Mm-hmm. They really, um, literally, they interviewed me and word for word, they published it. They hadn't changed it or anything. Now that Star and the papers like that, that I mean, the Daily Star was the worst one ever. They made up some cock and ball story about me <laughs> being on keto diet, which I didn't even know what it was. And that um, I saw they, they had a doctor apparently um, assess me as well, which news to me. Oh my! They actually made up an assessment that never yeah, happened. Yeah, never happened. And that I, I, he told me how to get on the keto diet, which never happened. <laughs> so yeah, I'd say wow. for the star was definitely um, shocking. Um, but the do I have another one? The Express. The Express was. They make up stuff. They, the papers like to make things up. I think like, yeah. they like to make things a little bit more exaggerated. I don't know what more exaggeration you need than losing 13 and a half stone yeah. naturally yeah. on my own. You need. Um, but um, no, the men's health was really good. And also I did um, uh, make a scene as well, uh, which I can't remember. <laughs> oh, God. That's you have it. to find it, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. That's all right. Well, the reason I was asking is because um, pick me up. I uh, picked me up. Yeah, pick me up. Sorry. Yeah, so I've done pick me up um, magazine. And they were actually pretty accurate. So. Oh, okay. And they even read it back to me before they published it. They phoned me up and said, "Look, this is what we're going to publish. Are you happy with this? Is yeah. Anything needs to be changed." Um, and the way they actually did it was, re- yeah, they were really good. Um, I've done a few radio interviews with like BBC and stuff, and obviously that's my word, so you, they don't read. Really, yeah. They let me change something. Um, yeah, no, the reason I was asking was because I had stuff come out this week and initially I was like, oh my God, I've got stuff coming out. And then I read the stuff and I was like, this is not what I said. <laughs> um, and I messaged one of my friends and she was like, yeah, but they, they'll do that. They'll do that, whatever suits their narrative. And I'm like, well, that's not fair <laughs> because that's not what my, what my narrative is. Yeah. Um, and I had like people message me who 
know me or know of my story or you know we've spoken they're like I'm really sorry I was like what for they were like well that doesn't sound like it came out of your mouth I was like no it didn't because it didn't that's not the narrative that I wanted or yeah. the narrative like some like some parts of it were just I'm like, I, I, I would never have said those words and I just found that quite baffling I think maybe that was a bit of naivety on my part yeah yeah did no, you kind of expect that I didn't expect them to just start changing stuff and making up things that yeah. never happened and stuff okay, like that. Okay, so it's but not just me being Then naive. I think you sort of, then you have to think yourself, well, you hear it all the time, the yeah. celebs, like the celebs, it, they get their stories changed or they, yeah. they just, whatever that they think sounds better that's going to, you know, because then at the bottom, after they had all my story and they said about the keto diet, they had a sponsorship banner with a oh, keto company. Right, Click yeah. here now and, you know, yeah, I, if I read that and I don't know any about blah, well, he did keto and look at him now. Oh, wait, there's a keto banner. I'll click on that. Yeah. So I mean, it makes total Obviously, I've looked into keto now and I understand how it works. And also, I understand it's very not good for you. I mean, the um, bad side of it as well. So. so, I had a, when I used to work um, elsewhere, there was a client that came in and um, she was a bit overweight and she'd always asked me, you know, how did you lose it? Da, da, da. So, I told her, cool. And then we had um, lockdown, so I didn't see her. And then the next time I saw her, she came in and she was on crutches. I mean, she'd lost she'd lost a bit of weight, but she was on crutches. And I said, you know what? You know what happened? Are you okay? She goes, no. Um, so she tried keto, but she took it to the extreme. Like I know there are plenty of people who do keto and they're fine, but she went so extreme that her body just went into shock and her kidney shut down. Yeah, it goes into ketosis, and then if you get extreme ketosis, you can get. Yeah, so she has kidney failure, and I was just thinking, shit, this shit is dangerous. Like, not enough people understand what they're doing. Like you, really damaging yourself. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's not good. It's not good. Like it's... being overweight is bad. Being anorexic is bad. But anything in excess is bad. There's so many good diets, like. The main one is all these diets, but actually, what we said earlier is the main thing is calorie deficit, yeah. calorie deficit, and you know, exercise. We've never been saying that for the last hundred odd years. But nobody it's, wants to listen because <laughs> it's not, it's, it's not you know, glamorous. It's that's not. it. I mean, maybe if you put it in a bottle, you know, and uh, yeah, you know, empty bottle and call it calorie deficit, and then you water, know, yeah, literally just remarket water as calorie deficit water, and then, fat loss water. I think yeah. that was said. Because basically all these slimming pills and all these slimming teas. That's your next idea, fat to fit water. That's it, fat to fit water. <laughs> like the Peckham Springs. Um, all these yeah, all these things, they say to you, take one of these tablets and then drink three pints of three litres of water or whatever. Make sure you drink plenty of water because that's what you need to drink because basically yeah. water fills you up anyway. You want a calorie deficit and, you know, you lose weight. So it's just, yeah, it's, it's funny. But then I've got people who are like, oh, well, if I'm in a calorie deficit, I can just eat Oreos all day. And I'm like, okay. So then you get into the point of explaining to them, well, yes, you, you should be in a calorie deficit and you will lose weight. But it's about the nutritional value of what you're putting in your body. You yeah. can't just be like, oh, oh yeah. well, it's fine. You know, I'm in a calorie deficit. I can eat this. Yeah. You can. But yeah. then think about what value is it giving me? Yeah, that's it. I mean, you could, you could, you know, I mean, if you, if you said to yourself, I want to eat 1500 calories a day, um, uh, you know, that's me in a calorie deficit yeah. um, by 500 calories, then you could. You could go and eat, you know, three Krispy Kremes every day. <laughs> um, just three donuts every day. But, but then, the actual nutrition side of yeah. it, and you'll be starving hungry. Yeah. It's not very good. And if you did stick that, you mostly would lose weight. I'm not saying do it, by the way. But it is just, it's just, it mind the mind boggles when you think to people, you know, 
you know, I had that mindset before when I was on Weight Watchers. I used to say to my wife, well, because <laughs> he used to do points. Right. And, and I remember you used to be able to get a McDonald's cheeseburger for about 11 points. Okay. And where I was so big, I had about 100 points a day. No way. Yeah, like points I could use. Um, so you could use these points on anything for your food. So the idea was you got good, healthy meals in, you know, plenty of chicken. Like, but I, they had a booklet that had all the, everything had points next to it. Right. So you had a Big Mac, was, you know, that was like 40 points. You know, that was premium. <laughs> but you could get a cheeseburger for 11 points. And I used to go on my night shift at work. And I used to go, right, I can get two two cheeseburgers. Yeah. And this and that. And I you know, wonder why I weren't so losing weight. So you can weight. cheat the system, basically. Wondering then, why yeah. I weren't losing any weight. Yeah. And that's because, you know. You, you, work, you, you find a way you haven't, Your mindset hasn't changed. You still yeah. want to eat the crap. Your mindset's not changed. If you're not changing that, you're not going to actually gain anything. Like, I can... So if I'm if I'm having fifteen or sixteen hundred calories of good food, like I'm having my chicken, I'm having my veg, I'm drinking my water, having what I'm supposed to or need to have, I look good. But the minute I start, I can still have fifteen, sixteen hundred cows. But if I have more carby like potatoes, rice, pasta, I'm, I don't put weight on, but I look bigger, I look bloated. So I'm like, well, I can sacrifice that. It's not a problem. Because people are, oh, but you're having the same. I said, yeah, I am. But aesthetically, that's what I'm after. So you have to kind of figure out what works for your body individually. Like, I'm not saying carbs are evil. That's far from it, because fruit and veg are carbs. But it just individually depends on the person. Yeah, I mean, I eat a lot of carbs still now. Um, yeah. Like, my actual, a lot more since I've started getting in shape for this show. I mean, mm. my meals consist of 150 grams of, like, like a meat sauce, so whether that be whether turkey, chicken, beef, whatever, and then three hundred grams of potatoes, and three hundred grams of potatoes is a lot. That's you living your best life. <laughs> yeah, or it's eighty grams of rice, um, and there's no comparison. I'd rather have three hundred grams I was of potatoes. Say, like, I would have um, a potato. But I, what I try and do is I try and because I'm having like eating five meals of normal five meals, um, I try and have potatoes, rice, and pasta in the same day sort of break it up a little bit um but yeah right. so and after i said this i've lost i'm still like losing inches on my waist and yeah so yeah carbs are all right if, if, carbs are your friend if yeah but protein's I, some, your best friend yeah but some people don't can't get on with carbs do they so yeah, some people, like, I, mean, I can't i mean I think there's certain carbs i can't eat bread bread bloats me out i look yeah. i literally i get so bloated on bread and i get the worst indigestion and everything when i eat bread yeah I love bread, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like bread is beautiful. But some like, just yeah, it, if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work, and it is yeah. what it is. I mean, I think we both we we both can speak for England. We could keep this going for days. Yeah, yeah no, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but I think we've given like we've answered. So um, a few weeks ago, I popped a question box up on Instagram, and um, I think we've like we've covered everything that everyone wanted to know. Um, so we'll probably. <laughs> Yeah. We should probably stop now before they're like really come out with their pitchforks. <laughs> We've probably pissed some people off. More likely you can't um, give everyone happy, can no, you? No, but I'm like, that's all right, you know that. Like I don't mind pissing off the people who are like avid keto. Like, you know, if it works for you, I'm I'm not saying don't do it, do what you want to do, but you know, yeah. check yourself. <laughs> <laughs> everyone can do what they like. I mean yeah. obviously no, it's your choice, but can but you... then if you're asking us for our opinion, that's what we're giving yeah, you. That's it. No, no, <laughs> Don't just... get mad. That's it. You're going to get honesty. <laughs> that's going to get inundated with like, <laughs> why did you say this? 
Um, do you want to list, uh, oh, your website and like Instagram and yeah, so uh, yeah, my website's um, well, www.factofit.co.uk. Um, but you can go on my Instagram, which is um, at Mr. Riggs one, and on there, you've got my got my link in for all my pages and my everything I've done. So, and you got brand new merch out as well this week, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, so I've got new hoodies, sweatshirts, t shirts. Um, all my stuff is really out. So I don't, I don't PT or nothing. All I do is try and motivate people to get moving, you know, get, you know, get their self going really. And no, it can be done. So that's, that's me. <laughs> Thank you for talking to me. Yeah, it thanks was, for having me It's on. been good. And um, this is what happens when you talk to people on the train. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> right. That's been fun. And uh, I will speak to you guys soon. Bye.